And now, we return to the best songs of 201-4, part two. Well, let's uh, stick with some more people that... Oh, can you switch me back over to iTunes? Oh, sorry about it. Just do it right there. Let's stick with more people that... Number six. Probably we're very surprised are on our list. Okay. Um, this one... Again, tell me why Issues is one of the best songs. <laughs> issues will um, show up somewhere on your list, I'm sure. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so yeah, luckily Mike uh, introduced me to this artist almost against my will. Oh. I definitely um, put so up it some is roadblocks. Issues. <laughs> <laughs> I put up some roadblocks for this particular artist. Okay. Um, Kind of in the same way I did with lights for a lot of years. Okay. Like, psh, girls, you know. Girls can't sing. But um, this was definitely a standout track on this particular album. And it was not the track that you would think that I would choose from one Miss Lindsay Sterling. You recognize that fiddle right away. <laughs> That's Lindsay Sterling. So, of course, I would add Shatter Me to the list of greatest songs of yeah. the year. But this one, I kept on going back to a lot throughout the year. Which is interesting because there's no vocals in it. There's, there's no we, vocals. Uh, we, and if you've been listening for the past three weeks, you know how Adam feels, Adam, both of us feel about the instrumental tracks. Well, if they're, you know, three and a half minutes long and <laughs> fucking rule, <Yeah>. then <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is really round, good. This is Round Table Rival. Which I think was a single. It was also released as a single. I it's, it's, there's like a video for it on I've YouTube only seen two videos for her okay. Shatter Me and uh, I think Beyond the Veil okay. She could have one for this song, I don't know This song, like, I mean It, it does repeat itself over and over again Just with, with the, the violin riffage Yeah, but when you have an instrumental track You need something to focus on Well, remember, ten out of the twelve tracks Are instrumental, right. so Narrowing down the best one is really really difficult on here. Yes, but this one was definitely the one that stood out the most. Besides, besides Shatter Me, which it does have awesome. a great hook, despite not having any lyrics. That, that, I, I mean, that that that's a that, that fiddle tune. It's just, it's it, you can as soon as you're done listening, you're gonna whistle it, you know. And then you go to Scottish jig. <laughs> this will be on the River Dance in a couple years. Yes, River Dance. <laughs> exactly what it is. Um, it's very surprising to see this on your list, actually. Especially your girlfriend Lizzie Hale's not on there. I, I know. Was, it was, I was expecting to see that somewhere. It was a, it was a tough call with Lizzie Hale as I, you know, went back. I mean, I think Shatter Me ended up in my my top fifty four. Okay. But I, I had to let it go when I went through a killing of everything. All right. I had to be really cutthroat about certain songs, and unfortunately, you gotta be. Yeah. With ninety nine tracks starting. I know. So. And even like the the freaking buildups, I know. Shit here. That, that's kind of that's kind of cliche in the electronic music scene. Yeah. But like, there's the climax the, right there. Mm, right. Climax. I know. <laughs> I just it just takes you on a crazy like. I feel like I'm on Space Mountain. I know <laughs> you're, 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 you're listening to her music. It's, it really does take you to this different fantasy world. You know, right? Your your, your imagination impish? just starts. Huh? Would you say impish? Impish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she wasn't so adorable. She does kind of look like an elf. You know? I know. I wouldn't use the word impish, but for some reason that that term comes to mind. <laughs> and then it kind of like builds up here towards the end. We get towards the end here. Yeah. Okay. It just kind of like the, the battle will begin. Right. Princess Sterling. But wait, it builds. Ooh, right there. Uh, yeah. Perfect. 
good. I mean, like, th- this is... It doesn't need vocals. No, yeah. <laughs> there are certain... If you do an instrumental track, great. You don't need lyrics, you know? I mean, it, that's that's one of the challenges of being an instrumental artist. I mm-hmm. think... I, I talked about the band uh, Tides of Man yes. four weeks ago. They Where, don't... Did they have a song that was this exciting? <laughs> no, they don't, which is, I think, which is the shame. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, but, you know, they're, they're going in that direction, and I hope they can take cues from something like uh, Lindsey Sterling or, you know, to learn how to like write a, songs that way. Right. Put a fiddle in Tides, Tides of Man. There you go. <laughs> that would definitely improve that sound, man. All right. So, number six. I like that we're listening to the whole song. I'm sure people listening we to this may not enjoy it. Yeah, but we can't help it but listen to the whole song. I mean, these are the best songs of the year. So I know. If you, I hope you understand why we're talking about it so much because, I, I mean, we can't recommend these songs enough all right, so number six for me. We listened to this at the beginning of the year, somewhat in the beginning of the year. We, I don't know, we dedicated a whole episode. I want to say we did. Uh, but what, as soon as I listened to this song, when we reviewed this album, I knew right away, this is not only one of the best songs that I've listened to in the year so far, not only is this one of the best songs that this band has ever written before, right? but it's going to go down when this band's career is ended, probably sometime soon to be one of the best songs they've ever written ever this is Seriously. Ole Ole Fishlips is dead now by Chiodos and it was totally awesome that they opened their set yes with this song I mean I didn't really care where the song ended up I just wanted to hear it yeah <laughs> <laughs> did you know this was going to end up on the list it had to have, yeah. it was the first single off of their new album it had to be on it yeah but yeah so much better than anything previously this that is, they've done <laughs> I followed Craig Owen's career for you know since 2005 this is the best he's ever sounded. This is the best. This is some of the best songwriting he's ever done. The coming off of Illuminatio from of Chiodos and how aggressive that album was instrumentally right. is so reflected in this song. And all together, you put all those elements together, you've got one of the best hummable, singable, listenable songs of the year in the post-hardcore scene. Um, lyrically, it's about a. It's it's, it's a simple fantasy horror song about uh, a guy who gives his heart to a young lady but he she ends up being a crazy kind of butcher who literally takes his insides out Ashley uh, Simpson? Huh? Ashley Ashley Simpson Simpson. (laughs) Exactly We all knew it We were all discussing her and I'm seeing the parallels with the Fall Out Boy albums right now (laughs) We all all knew Ashley Simpson the whole line Anyway we talk about how she uh, literally rips entrails out and I I should have never trusted you with my insides Exactly It features one of the best bridges I've heard all year as well So this one did not end up in my top 12 Okay But it was definitely in my top 15 Oh So Eventually having to let it go was very painful. Good to know. But it was uh, just didn't hit me in the same way over a little bit of time. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, running a little short here. So let's go ahead and continue with Adam's number five. Okay. Number five on my list. Um, one of my favorite albums of the year, without a doubt. I already gushed about this band plenty. I wish that more people out there were gushing about this band. Gush, gush, gush. Um, but at the same time, I'm okay with that. Because uh, that keeps me still cool enough <laughs> to not say, hey, guess who I'm looking forward. Uh, where the fuck is the? It's like, hey, I listened to that new Sia song. Yeah, so is everyone else, dick. <laughs> Got nominated for a bunch of shit. Um, why am I having... Oh, there it is. <laughs> the arrow is right. Okay. Um, so, yes, I'm glad that I'm not sitting here thinking... 
man, I sure can't wait until that self-help fest 2015 because I'm looking forward to Pierce the Veil and sleeping with sirens like the rest of the other 15-year-old <laughs> girls. But I, I will it. probably be missing this band greatly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Am- Amity Affliction with the song Death's Hand. This band will be playing literally two miles from where I sit and listen to people's problems yes. every single day of my life, except the weekends, um, at the Self-Help Fest in San Bernardino on March 7th. But where were they in the mix of the... the... Oh! Um, yeah, they're down towards the bottom for that, unfortunately. But now I have to debate. Do I want to pay to see them or not? It might be but a bigger this... hassle to avoid... The rest of the bands, right. and to see like the one or two bands we actually want to see, including Falling in Reverse and Perverse, but Death's Hand from Let the Ocean Take Me by the Amity Affliction. Wow, I had a lot of songs from this album that were my favorite songs of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this was the one that won out out of all three of them. Um, like we we talked about this one enough yeah. last week. We, we talked about it being like a near-death experience thing. and I was wondering if it was a near-death thing or if it was a... Well, he know. says at the beginning of the song, I held death's hand this evening. Right. But it's one of those things like, or did I like almost take my life this evening? Oh, yeah. My Who knows? Yeah. It's ambiguous enough, so it lets the listener decide right. for himself. And then, and of course, the, of the, the clean vocals are kind of like the uplifting part. Yeah. Joel's dirty vocals there are... It's a a hateful part. I know, and that's what I fucking love about this band. Yeah, the back and forth with the vocals. But at the end of the song, though, when we get to the uh, end of the bridge, and it's and and it. It's almost involuntary what the song does to you. Like you can't help but like bob your head. You can't help but pump your fist. And I can remember listening to it the first week it came out. Yeah. And driving home, and just like my my body goes moving with it as I'm as I'm in my driver's seat. I'm just like fuck yes fuck. (laughs) And so that's when I kind of knew that this album was really fucking good. Such a good song. But let's uh let's go ahead and stop it right here for now because because Mike's number five. (laughs) Mike's number five is coming up. Maybe a different, uh, uh, maybe uh, see some Amity Affliction sometime in the near future. I don't know. Perhaps. All right. Number five for me. Now, Adam knew this band was going to show up on my best songs list. I think it's uh, inevitable. Yes. But I don't want to play it right now because he's probably just going to be upset about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> Never Lose Your Flames by Issues. Never Lose Your Flame is a better song than... So mad at myself. <laughs> It's not a bad song. <laughs> this is the the video where he's riding a bike and singing. Yes, he's but let's, doing but let's ignore vocals that. On this his is bike. an au- this is an audio <laughs> podcast for now. Okay, sorry. Let's ignore that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the song is so good, and I and I I, I I don't I don't think it's the highlight of the record, but I do think this is one of their most important songs, and I think the song personally speaks to me as somebody who was bullied uh, uh, in his past. Who has social anxiety? Who has? Who constantly thinks people are judging him? Right. People who constantly because they are. Huh? They are. <laughs> uh, so the song itself is about uh, you know young people who grow depressed because they don't fit in. They're right. teased. They're bullied. They're 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 attacked by people. Sometimes their own parents. Uh, and you know it, it, and how that hopeless that hopelessness you feel uh, growing up like that and and taking that pain, taking that depression. And maybe turning it into art, and turning it, and trying, 
to mold yourself into something positive because of right. that. I think it's a great. Le- I think it's a well-written song, and it's, uh, it does. It's not too preachy either, and I like that. And this album as a whole is not like super duper negative. No, like a lot of the other hardcore albums. This out is there. how you do it. The color morale. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's yeah, definitely better than. Hold on, pain ends. Yes, it just wasn't it. It wasn't a standout track to me on this album yeah. at all. Um, well, neither was his album as a whole. <laughs> I, I preferred Stingray Affliction if I have to choose. <laughs> sure. um, Stingray Affliction is a great song, but I think this song has more meaning and has more, especially speaking to me personally. Right. You know how it's, you know how Chris Carabo wrote a song about you, about me as a woman. Tyler Carter <laughs> wrote this song about me as a little boy. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I still struggle to fully believe that Mike has social anxiety issues. I hide a lot behind my humor and laughter. Somebody was the lead singer of a band. And that was really hard for me. As a, I mean, it was a failed band. But Shut up. He still failed. got up there and he still like was one of the... He wasn't one like holding us back from playing shows or anything no, like that. No, but... Uh, he held us back from you know going on tour. Every, like, every nope, time I did sorry. that was a struggle for me, but I put that to the side because... For one, it's a different conversation for a different day. Oh god! But yeah. uh, for one, uh, in short, I do become a different person when I'm a, when I'm on stage. Just like I'm right now putting myself out there on this show. But uh, talk about feelings. Never. Do it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about feelings for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Tell me about eight-year-old Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, just listen to "Never Lose Your Flames," and that's eight-year-old okay. Mike right there. Okay. Not that's so cool. much like you know the the. The physical abuse, but like the emotional abuse was all there. there but uh, okay. I, I try my best to turn my negative feelings into positive feelings with cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> it helps but, a know, lot. It, 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 but the song really does speak to me. And it's, it's a well-written song, too, and I really appreciate that. Is it, is it weird that I, I accept him singing on a skateboard clean vocals? But you don't but I don't screaming on a bicycle. <laughs> unclean vocals on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, it just... Oh, high five, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a good song, I think, to for especially for young people out there who who don't who don't, who feel left out and who feel like you know nobody understands them and you know there who people people who are it's, it's like what a, this scene is all about except for the douchebag bands. Yeah, like, like I like I mentioned with with against me. I mean, that's this is stuff that's still going on to this day, and it's 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 out in the forefront even in mainstream media. But right. it's good that we have songs like this that aren't too preachy that that tell you to believe in yourself and to move on and 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 to take that negativity maybe turn it into art maybe turn it into positivity so good job issues good job issues even though adam doesn't agree better album i hope i feel next time i read that they're going into uh pre-production of course they are they have to like january holy crap that's fast well they got to build on this success if they're not going to be on any more tours for a while yeah so i think that this next one for me for four number four this will probably be the one that will surprise you the most because this was a band that I did not talk about very much throughout the year. Remember when by issues. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm just gonna good keep song. Naming, that I'm was gonna keep naming <laughs> issue songs until you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I digested this band this year. Um, the album from this year was not the best one out of all of theirs, but still a pretty good album altogether. But no matter how many times I listened to it, I just could not deny that this particular track was the best thing I think that I've ever heard, out of all of their songs. I feel like this is the best song. 
Um, wow, is track nine on this album? Holy cow. I didn't realize it was towards the end. But it really kind of comes out of nowhere. And this would be... The Pride and Joy of Chris Raj from Generation Oddcast. Bayside? This would be Bayside. This is Bayside. Wow. Objectivist on Fire. Objectivist on Fire. Wow. Was not expecting anything from this uh, album to show up on your list. Neither was I. Nice. But... Well, actually, this song stayed with me through majority of the year. Um, and, you know, he, might, he may be stealing melodies from songs I've heard before. <laughs> Why not, right? There's a particular Sheryl Crow track from 1994 that sounds similar to this melody. But I really liked that song back in 1994. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, here we go. Mm. This is a much better version of that song. Yeah. <laughs> this is like such a non-Bayside song. It is. As well. They, they always they love to experiment, though, Bayside. They love going outside. They, they love writing songs that are outside what uh, people know them for, which is like, you know, punk rock. Um, they went a little. They went way outside of their normal comfort zone yes. on this particular track, and you know, of course, all of his stuff is super duper personal, like almost too personal sometimes. Yeah, is it <laughs> relatable it becomes, in your opinion? What's that? Is it relatable in your opinion? Not for me, okay. but for him, go for it. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> um, it's You're all right. self-deprecating stuff, but the hook on the verse here is just—it's pretty fucking incredible. Okay, and. Um, I just really felt that it was it was a track that when I heard way back in the summer when I first listened to this I was like this is like the standout track of not only this whole band but definitely of the whole year mm-hmm. so I knew it was it was in my top 10 like right away right I already knew that even after I listened to this album again it was like this song just stands out so much so um, you know that's all I can say about that I can't relate to it on a personal level interesting much. That's, a, that's, that's definitely an interesting choice Gonna make our friends in Generation Oddcast happy. Very happy. Awesome. I don't know how much how much the rest of the guys are into Bayside. Chris well, Raj has a, got a tattoo, tattoo, right? Yeah. I'm guessing Dave doesn't have a tattoo. But <laughs> I wonder what he feels about this particular album. Yeah, we don't. They don't really talk about music that yeah. much, but uh, I'd love to hear their thoughts on Cult. Uh, both of us had him on our honorable mentions. Yes. Least. Yeah. So yes. good album. Just uh, wasn't in our top ten. Right. All right, man. So. All right. My number four <clears throat> is going to sound very uh, familiar because, like, two songs ago, we just talked about this. But uh, Death's Hand. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> By our the first Amity crossover. Yes, our very first one. Is, didn't they do probably a video? Not, probably, this is the video. Okay. Probably not the last, though. I can't. We're going to. We're coming up to our top three. But yeah, the, exactly. I'm going to fast forward this to about where we stopped, uh, about the two thirty mark, uh, because oh. I really want to get into that uh, that bridge that we that, we, oh, that I mentioned yeah. earlier. Like just watching them perform live, I'm like, God, I fucking want to see them live so know, badly. Look, they they sold out this stu- this this stadium wherever so this somewhere is. Somewhere in Australia, I'm sure. Probably. Or the UK. You're the ones that kept me going. I owe you this much. Hey Jeff. <laughs> Boom. Do you remember when we reviewed this album uh, uh way yeah. back when and we thought I thought it was Jeff too? <laughs> Because back on uh, Chasing Ghosts, they have this song called Jeff Sucks 666. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we thought it was I, exactly. somewhat related That's to that. That's totally them. what I thought. 
Oh yeah, but but when we found out it was death, yeah, it, made, it I think it like struck home even more so that <laughs> this know. was the most incredible song on the album. I think you mentioned uh, when you talked about this earlier that the, the how um, crap, what's his name? Joel. How Joel is kind of yeah. like the you know the, last the, the the negative side of the song and the clean yeah. vocals are the positive song. But right there, right that that hey death get fucked. Right, that's the perfect way to 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 end a song about the like you know. Saying like hey, I had a, I had a near death I held death's hand but you know what get fucked I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna continue living God I'm gonna continue living my life but we talked about the song over and over again I know we even talked it's about just, this last week a little bit but the, I'm so glad that this band like got onto your radar because oh yeah you, you, I mean I have you to thank for that very much we're just like I wrote you, them off you explained them as just a crappy post hardcore band some shitty <laughs> so band from I Australia expected to kind of have the same kind of mixed reaction. That I had to to Bayside yeah. with the Amity Affliction. And I, like I said, I have you to thank because you're the one who really you 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 did the work for me. You dove deep <laughs> into this and you explained to me why they're great. And I, I and I gave them a second chance because of I you. I don't know how I explained it uh, except like reviews. Fuck, listen to them again. That's yeah. <laughs> all so I can remember. <laughs> so it was yeah. I, I have a hard time putting my feelings about songs into words. So so I imagine we're going to be getting into more crossover. God, this it's is our top get three, dude. Fucking. I mean, Objectivist on Fire, definitely an emotional song. Yes. Not that it, you know, fits anything with my life by any means. Sure. But just the hook and everything just just sticks me in the fucking colon. So, um, I love it. I love it. Stuck in the colon. Let's get into our top three, buddy. Top three. This is it. The best three songs of the year, according to Adam. According uh, to me. Now, this particular song... Uh, I spent a very enjoyable week back in uh, August lear- listening to this album. Um, I can remember vividly somewhere towards the end of that week driving back from dropping off my lawnmower at the lawnmower store. Um, I had listened to this album all the way to the lawnmower store and all the way back from the lawnmower store. <laughs> it's um, a short trip. It was, it was kind of a long drive. Okay. It's on the other side of town. Um, but by the time track... Which one is this here? Uh, yeah, track nine came on. Um, I was almost home. And when the fucking second half of the verse hit and then the chorus hit, I literally like just fucking realized that this had to be one of the best songs of the year. Um, Selected poems by the Gaslight Anthem. Yes. Now, anybody who's a fan of this band, I think, would... Agree that this is one of the best songs on the album? That's so good. I mean, you um, can, but you can say that about like all 16 <laughs> tracks. <laughs> My God, it's so hard to pick like the best ones. I know. And the, it starts off so slow like this, just like, oh, yes. mm, just like, oh this is going to be kind of a normal, crappy song. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got that Brian Fallon swagger to it. Yeah. He's um, got that, cro- that that trademark crooning of his. And you're just like, okay, so this is going to be like a normal acoustic track. But then all of a sudden, it drops out 40 seconds in. Oh, that was a short song. Mmm. <laughs> like, then you're like, what the fuck? That's how rock and roll <laughs> used to... I mean, that, that, that trope was what uh, rock and roll used to do way back when. It got dropped off for a while, but now Brian Fallon's bringing it back, baby. And it doesn't go back to that at all. It no. stays at this intensity, and, t- and then the chorus hits. Uh, can you feel that like, like a series of dreams? Uh, 
it this song like means something to me i don't know why <laughs> i could go into like an hour-long discussion about how all those lines mean something to me on a personal level but they do in one way or another so during your transition to adriana gort right you're gonna you're gonna first fuck the shit out of chris caraba yes and then dump him and marry brian, brian fallon yes okay and then chorus number two all i seem to find is that everything has changed Everything has changed. Yes. Did I say that? I thought you said changed. Ah, I think I just mispronounced it. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you get the visual of selected poems, like, I, I, I wrote some poems. Yeah. There's a lot of heartfelt shit that went on in my writings that yeah. nobody ever got to see. And a few some people got to hear some songs. Yeah. A lot a of songs of our band. That, a lot of songs that didn't get made. <laughs> I um, definitely had those as well. Great fucking... Just out of nowhere, great outro guitar ri- uh, solo here, and then just awesome chorus number three, simple, hooky, passionate, uh, just fucking awesome. I can't, like, it, especially being like towards the middle-ish of this album, like it, it just kind of kicks me in the ass. In a good yeah, way. but like, I, but like I said, you can say that about many, 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 many Gaslight Anthem songs. Well, but you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> All right, so uh, go, we'll we'll go back to some more Gaslight Anthem uh, sometime in the very near future. <laughs> Over the next <laughs> two hours, as we talk but about at, the last yeah, two songs. But yeah, but Adam, my number one album of the year was Taking Back Sunday. When yes. happiness is um, greatest album. For we that mentioned band. that uh, the album we felt like was a concept record, and it, it went through the highs and lows of both a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship. And what's your favorite part of an unhealthy relationship? The dissolution of it? The dissolution and breakup of yes. it. Yes. Um, <laughs> and what better way to um, talk about such a dissolution than with the song Better Homes and Gardens. Now, this this song shows up near the end of the album. Um, you hear this line right, right away. When you took that ring off, threw it at your feet. Right. You know exactly what you're getting into with this song. But wow, what a crushingly depressing song this is. We have already one song on my list about divorce, and here right. is probably, and here's another one that's way more powerful, way more expressive, and has, and the, and the this, story this is build right here in yes. the little pre-chorus. Yeah, I love so the pre-chorus because it's just so simple and sad, and it just wow. It, I, mean, I mean, I've never gone through a divorce. Uh, neither have my parents. So I didn't grow up in that. Uh, Oh. I didn't grow up. You in didn't that. get that joy. I didn't get that joy like Adam has. You didn't get to uh, go through it like more than once. But uh, I, but I can't help. <laughs> I said earlier, I'm a sucker for su- for like sad songs, and especially when they're so well written like this. And here's the pre-chorus. You'll never be happy. Oh, and you get that visual. It's of him. It's, it's it's blunt. It's blunt. It's straight to the point. No metaphors. Straight up. You're just never gonna be happy. And you get that visual of him sitting in a car after she did this. Like it's almost yes. like they they had this argument. She took the ring off and all dramatically threw, threw it at his fist. And he was balled like, it in fuck her you, fist. Fuck you! And then he like he went to the car and realized that the relationship was over. Yes. And he just was lucky enough to have a pen and paper there. Like, <laughs> Wait I a minute. Where's my composition notebook? Like he's started doing that, like in the midst of an argument. Because I don't the know. Emotion I don't know there. from real world experience how true this is to his life. Because for all I know, he's in a happy relationship and he's yes. had children already. But uh, uh, but the, thinking it's it was so, 
maybe divorce number one or two for Could him. Be. I don't know. But uh, but wow, what a what a wonderful what a wonderful wonderful way to make me fucking sad and depressed, <laughs> man. So for me, with this song is number thirteen. Number thirteen. This Did it make your list? Thirteen. This wow. was the hardest one to delete from my list. Wow, it's sad to hear that. And I, I was I, so sure this was going to make your list. I feel like. Granted, the words are passionate enough, and this part right here. Oh, it like kills me in a great way. But I felt, because you know, I hated this song when I first heard it. <laughs> the first line, man, it, it, it's, it's like, no, fuck this song. Fuck no. this song. Turn it off. You're getting too real. Some of us have gone through this. I <laughs> you know. Um, I just felt that the chorus was. Number thirteen. The chorus did not. And just that feeling of dread, like wow, it was all a waste. Like that—that's probably the worst feeling you can go through. Eight-year relationship or whatever. I know. It's just—it's a waste. Uh, You'll never be happy. I don't know if he's talking to her. I don't know if he's talking to himself. But it—it just leaves all this mystery, and it leaves the listener. It makes the listener. Was it eight years or was it three months? We'll never know. You never. Either way, it was all a waste, and he only has. His adoring fans, his talent, <laughs> his money, his piles his, of money, his show at the Riverside Civic Auditorium, and also his better homes and gardens. Right. <laughs> but wow, so, what a powerful song! I just, I, I, when I came down to it, I felt it was the weakest chorus out of okay. all thirteen of those tracks. So okay, I just, that, was that's just pretty like, fair. Delete. Overall, overall, it's uh, it's it's the emotional impact which makes it my number three. Number three. Wow. Wow. All right. So I was choking up a little bit. I was talking about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, number two on my list, which was tough because, you know, selected poems I really, really loved. Um, we all. But this this one was from a band. I've already played a song from them earlier in the episode. You didn't play Issues already. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 you, the, you'll never let that go. <laughs> the good thing about that joke is that it gets funnier. <laughs> Maybe Issues will show up. After their next album. <laughs> Just have to wait and see. Stingray Affliction made it... To Number 100 out of 99. <laughs> I let it go during the first cut. Okay. But, <laughs> okay. So I've already talked about this band. Um, played a song from them, which was one of my favorites on the album. And as much as I really wanted to keep it to just one song per album, this is one of the reasons why I knew I couldn't because I didn't have a lot of overlap as you can see. Right. I've had just Gaslight and I've had two Gaslight Anthem songs and then this is the other one which is not a Gaslight Anthem song. By okay. The way. Um, but it was the track that I kept on going back to throughout the last few months that I've been listening to this band and um, definitely a great way to end the album on one of my favorite albums of the year. Was this on your best of? This was on my best of. This was album number three. Misfortune. This would be Misfortune. Wow. The acoustic song that they closed the album with. The double threat of danger. A double threat of danger. Um, You know, after nine pretty rockin' songs, alternative pop-ish kind of stuff. Yes. Um... You know, I was like, oh, they throw in an acoustic track. Oh, that, that that's cute. That's cute of them. Um, <laughs> How quaint. Good for them. But this song has such an incredible chorus. I mean, it has a great verse right here. 
none that I can say. And I'm sure it's it's all about you know how he was hoping he could go beat up his grandma's friend and all that. I'm sure, <laughs> but <laughs> you can hear the undertones in the metaphorical but lyrics. The, okay, it's not the chorus yet, but gotta love that. Ooh, gotta love that hip hop little. A little bit, yeah. a little like, like he and he messes with the with with the melody right there. But this chorus right here, nice, oh, fucking good. I mean, I love when when these fucking guys with these giant voices, yeah, do like a soft song, but they still project the living shit. Out of yeah, yeah, voice. it's it's such a good it's such a good. Contrasting dynamic. Right. I love that. So, I think it's a pretty short song. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's like it was always an incredible way to end the album. The more it I is, you know, to it. yeah, you're right. It, it, it sounds cliche, like oh, they're ending on an acoustic song. How cute! But right. uh, yeah, it, it is a good song. It was and not in the same song. way like the color morale ends. <laughs> uh, you, you know, mean everything. I mean, like hold on, pain ends from the color morale was a good song. But when I went back to listen to it, like by itself, yeah, like it just didn't hold up at all, especially yeah. compared to this song holds up on its own. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And as much as I wanted to, you know, try to keep that color morale song on there, I just, yes, I just couldn't do it after a little while. Um, and you know, misfortune. This, this is all just about relationship stuff. And yes. And it's not bad for You've really falling in love with this band. I really have. Yeah. Oh. Great chorus. And like I was just sitting in my office listening to this, you know, after they dropped out of the tour. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, what? this song fucking rules. <laughs> oh man. Do you think they might have played it? No fucking no. way would they have played it live. They would have played like four songs. Yeah. Because remember, like, that's right. Yeah. Everybody played like a 20 minute. Micah relocate had like what three, four, four songs? songs? Yeah. If that. Yeah. So this is pretty much the end of the song right Pretty here. much is, yeah. She's got your little outro at the end. So I'm pretty happy with... Good way. outro, though, too. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this band. and I don't know how much can... more piano elements they're going to add in, <laughs> but probably very few. Hopefully they can uh, go forward and keep the ego in check. And, I uh, think right. Mikey can do it. Yeah, okay. I believe I in so. you, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> we let you go with that hashtag. <laughs> Alright, so All right, number two. Number two for me. Now when I think about this band, this band was in my top three. I believe it was my top I think it was my number two album. Uh but uh when I think about this band and I want to pick one song to represent this band and say This would be the song. This would be the song because this song not only is a wonderful, wonderful song on its own, it perfectly represents everything that makes this band great. Um, this is Get Hurt, the title track off of Get Hurt uh, by the Gaslight Anthem. I'll just already jump ahead to my number one. As you knew, this song would end up as my number one. You had three so. Gaslight Anthem songs. <laughs> wow. Amazing. It was my favorite album. What can I say? Wow. Um, so I'll let you talk Baby. about this song first, and right, I'll sure. talk about it myself. Well, you hear the intro right there, that nice, soft, so-spoken voice. A little bit... It's the, song, the song itself, I mean, what I got from it was a guy who's in love with a girl who doesn't love him back, but he right. continues to pursue her. He right. continues to do everything for her, spill his hearts out for her, move to California for her. Uh, but he, she just doesn't care. But he, but he knows this, but he, he'll continue to get hurt for her. Bing, 
Oh, not only is that a great transition, don't look at the video, it's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but production-wise, it's so good. It's, it, it, I think it represents everything that makes uh, the Gaslight Anthem great. The great emotional lyrics, the great instrumentation, the great little, yes. the great little things like bong right there in the chorus right. that just that just gives you shivers. I think listening this, to the, it. The, I think the second verse like drives it home. Yeah, so much more. And again, just, the second verse is way different than the first verse. And it's like California. It's like I already lived there. Yeah, it's not that great. <laughs> come, come here, come here, Brian Fallon. We want you here. This is like him getting away from the bad relationship. Yes. So why was this your number one song of the year, Adam? As much as I loved Double Thread of Danger and Selected Poems. Yes. And I stared at those I stared at those three songs for so long trying to figure out which one was my best, which was one, two, and three. Um, every fucking time I hear this song, it just kicks you in the balls and I can remember vividly when I was listening to this album when it came out when I was in Joliet, Illinois for my when I was in Chicago yes and like I was just laying on the bed in the hotel I was listening to the album and the beginning of the song like I was like oh this is just some slow song acoustic slow song and I, even though I had already heard the song on the yeah. internet once like just one time I didn't realize what it was and then the chorus hits and like I just feel like I just sunk down into the bed. You got that. Shi- <laughs> you got the shivers, right? I just melted away. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this it's is a- the fucking most incredible way to write a song. I've talked a lot uh, for this list about vocal performances. He's not the most bombastic singer, but you can hear the emotion coming out through every single line, and you can even hear get hurt. Like you, you, you can feel his pain, like his literal pain. And I think I wasn't expecting anything this emotional because the hype of the album was coming up and they're like, oh, we changed our style and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was thinking, it's going to be shit. <laughs> so, it's always shit, isn't I it? Was, uh, whenever they start saying stuff like that, like we need to start changing our style because we're getting too whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just never know what to expect. And this was not... This is where I realized like they tried to change and they didn't do it very well and that was completely fine with me because <laughs> there was no need for this band to do very much changing no i think they're i think they're one uh, of those bands where they can coast on their sound for a while because they are such good songwriters right they don't need to change they can i mean it's, i'm glad they do because we get great albums out, out of them but uh i mean you got stay vicious which was probably the biggest change yeah of anything and rolling and tumbling is probably a different that was different sound from them too that that seemed a little bit more older school, like you think so? First two albums okay. for them, it was a weird first single for them to choose. I guess um, so, but still a very good song. Great choice, though. Great choice. Um, I knew, I knew Get Hurt was going to be at least top three for you. Yes, yeah. and it had to have been the top one. I knew it was top one when I made my list of ninety nine. <laughs> so I, I purposefully put it at number ninety nine. You son of a bitch! So I could get through everything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then be like, yeah, okay, this, now this, I've heard, this is the bar. I've heard how the best close to the bar the can you get? I've heard the best of the year, and now Get Hurt comes in, and I'm going to see how it compares to everything else. And it was always better than everything. Nice. I just, I, I, I am fearful of the future for them <laughs> since I've put them on. This I think pedestal. they'll be. I think they'll be fine. I think. I think the only thing that's going to hurt this band is our own hype. Right. And I think we just got to keep the hype in check, and just, uh, you know, listen to the music as it comes, and just let it and judge it on its own, mm-hmm. and don't judge it against 
I know, I know it's hard not to, but to judge it against their past works. But the, mm-hmm. we, we just have to, as as uh, as music critics that we are, we just got to put that extra effort into judging things on their standalone. And it's tough because when I was first getting into the Gaslight Anthem and the Dead Rabbits, for that matter, <laughs> um, was the week that my dad died. Right. Right. Um, I had been listening to the Gaslight Anthem for maybe a couple of weeks leading up to that, but I think I was on handwritten yes, or at least handwritten had become part of my, my life at that point. Right. And I listened to so much gaslight Anthem that month that like, I kind of had that emotional connection with it. And there were so many like, definitely doesn't hurt daddy songs in that fucking, (laughs) in those four albums. I'm just like, fuck ye, fuck ye. (laughs) And so, um, I was nervous of what was going to happen. And this song just picked up where I needed them to be mm-hmm. and to fulfill everything about my life. That yeah. And it's def- and of course, in my opinion, it's def- like I mentioned, it's definitely the one song I will show people unless told otherwise in the future. The one song I was it's like, Oh, you like, it's like, Oh, what's this band? Gaslight Anthem. Right. Listen to this song and you'll know, you'll like, understand everything listen, about them. I say, listen to get hurt. If you want the slower version of them and probably 45, if you want the mm-hmm. faster version of them. Right. From, first track on handwritten right right um still the best representations of them but if you gave me time i could give you so many more yeah representations of that band go back to all those episodes back when you reviewed all their stuff but oh the... god from 2012 <laughs> all right so i guess that just leaves me with my number one your number one bro. song of the year now i'm 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 interested because i was afraid that both of us were going to have get hurt as number one I, it was close it was close okay. uh, but for me i'm gonna have to go something a little bit a little bit more energetic uh, something that kind of caught me out of nowhere. Now, this song isn't attached to an album yet. Uh-oh. Now, uh, this song... The first single off of an upcoming album? Maybe. We'll see. Oh, okay. uh, but uh, this song is definitely... It caught me out of nowhere. I didn't know what to expect when I listened to it. Uh, to me, it represents the future of both this band and the future of what I think modern hardcore and modern rock is going to be turning Ooh. into oh my because not only have they paved the way for bands since their last album and they've had different al- they've had you know different bands copy them but not quite reach that level of success oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is drown by bring me the horizon wow but you number expecting. one yes song number one this song is so good <laughs> I'm not saying that ironically. This hey, song I'll is so good. Give it a so second good. listen. Fuck. <laughs> second listen. <laughs> this you don't expect. Any, you hear "Bring the Horizon" after the best out, the, one of the best hardcore albums I've ever heard in my life, which is yes. Seth Colonel. And you hear that band is releasing a new single post that album. Wow. And you and we and we get this awesome arena rock kind of alternative, alternative kind of popcore. Popcorn. Um, <laughs> pop, uh, I can describe it. Popcorn songs, and it's written so well. It's performed well. It's the, the I mean, the lyrics aren't the deepest lyrics. I mean, it's not. It's not get hurt or anything. But uh, <laughs> but I think this song just represents. Mm, this, this, I think the song represents where my music taste is going to go to the future, and I mm. I think that gives it so much weight, so much so 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 much levity. I think just as a song. Do you feel that they're trying? Even more so to shift to the mainstream. I think they are, okay. but uh, for one, we haven't heard the whole album yet. I don't even know right. if they're writing it or. I, I think they released the song as kind of a way to gauge the audience and see 
Listen, what do you guys think? Yeah, what do like, you guys well, think? Adam doesn't like it, but everybody else in the world seems <laughs> right, to right. really like it. <laughs> Actually, the song is very divided amongst their own fan base. Oh, I half, see. Half okay. people seem to really love it, like me. Half the people seem to be like, well, how can we not heavy bands on the mall? Well, it's the ones who hate his son paternal. Yeah, exactly. Too. Like, the, uh, the fucking. Uh, about fuck you and fuck you. Count your blessings was the best thing they ever did. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> this band has evolved so much, not just as people, but like as musicians. And yeah. I, I heard this song. Was it November? It came out. No, September. September. Something. Because like they that? said it's coming in December, and then a week right. later it was dropped. Here it is. <laughs> uh, and then I heard this. And I was like, oh, this is gonna gonna raise a song just like Shadow Moses. I'm sure. Uh, I think this is right up there with Shadow Moses, like how uh, how good a song they've they've written. Uh, I know it. It is it's a little hard bit for poppy. me to to listen to it without it being in the middle in the middle of an album. That's the hardest part I'm having. Yeah, I can't just listen to it and be like, okay, that was one song and judge it. Like, like that. I mentioned, though, I think these songs, all of these songs I listen to, could stand alone on its own, Drown included. Exorcism in progress. Yeah, this is a video version of it, so that's not the actual album what it's going to sound like. But the or is it? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Coming 2015. So this song definitely got me hyped for 2015. There's already a bunch of stuff I know it's coming. It's going to be great. New senses fail. New skylit drive. New enter shikari. New pierce the veil. But I know we're getting a new uh, bring me the horizon. And this new already shot up Milo to like Green. Milo Green. That's right. <laughs> so this already shot up to like my number one hyped album and I gotta yeah. keep I know I gotta keep it in check yeah, keep it in check yeah. much like me with the Gaslight Anthem in 2016 or 17 yeah new issues coming out 2015 as well oh man I know you're hyped for that I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh hyped. I love this bridge oh it's so like this is like if 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 30 Seconds to Mars wrote used yes, to be a hardcore band good, and they still good. wrote good music it's so good oh my mm. gosh and that cr- oh the crooning right there at the end they could have just put the chorus right there but no they just put the one line who will Is fix this, me now like do you have to be like super duper attractive to be a musician in England I think so I've never seen an English musician except for like the Stones yeah who, who were like super ugly or anything like these guys are all dreamboats <laughs> except for the fat not, guitarist there not right now <laughs> but he was before he turned into a werewolf I, I guess so <laughs> So yeah, oh, my number one yeah. song was a song not even attached to one album. I know. It's a drown. I am very shocked by that. I'm glad you are. <laughs> I'm glad. Because I, I, I want this list to be shocked. I have no you. doubt it will grow on me, but I, I do just want to listen to it in with an entire album yeah. wrapped around it. I know, I know, I know it's out. hard because I know you have a process and I know... So I kind of understand like, oh yeah, why well, you haven't given that song a chance yet? Because you have your own process and you tend to hate shit right away when it comes out. <laughs> I had liked Get Hurt a lot. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> I liked certain songs the first time I heard them. Just so, man, we have been talking nonstop about this. Uh, so uh, how about we uh, go ahead and wrap it up for 2014? So, man, you had a great list. It was an incredible list. You had a great list. Thank you. Even though I didn't know a couple of the songs on there. Oh, like Issues? <laughs> I knew that one, but I didn't know Owl oh, City. Like, I didn't yeah, know City and Transgendered yeah. one. Against, against me, me. Yeah. I, I feel like those are going to be the songs that I'm going to remember the most from uh, 2014. I like doing it this way because we have the we have the bands or the albums, but there's so many albums. Yeah, that I think narrowing was, it down to songs. This really... was definitely a lot harder, a lot more, I think, intensive to to put together. Well, good thing we did it all within one week, from <laughs> one episode to the next. Yeah, exactly. We we didn't put any hard work into this at None all. At all. None at all. <laughs> um, 
So we'll see what's going to happen into the future. Yeah, I mean, 2015, we've already got a lot of hype surrounding a bunch of stuff. I'm so excited for Census Fail. I know Bring Me the Horizon is probably going to blow it out of the water. But again, keep the hype they in check. They always do, unlike the Amity Affliction, as they've said. We yeah. don't blow it out of the water every single time. Oh, no, we don't, yeah. Like Bring Me the Horizon does. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope the listeners enjoyed this. Uh, thanks for uh, sticking by. I know this is an extra long episode. Um, probably going to split this up into two. They mm, said okay. two days in a week. But uh, I want to let you I want I want you guys to let us know what your best songs of the year was. Sure. Or yeah, not I'm trying to think do we want other other media? Let us know what your okay. other what favorite your best, medias were. What your best movie was. What movie, your best video game. Your what best, your best TV show was uh, today. Painting of the year. Yes. <laughs> your best post-it note writing of the year. <laughs> Um, That's an up-and-coming genre. Right. Yeah. They're going all the way. Your best text of the year. Your best text sent and received. Yes. (laughs) I just received the letter T from my mom. I I received K from my girlfriend. (laughs) The question was anal on? K. (laughs) But anyway. All right, man. Well, I I guess that's a a big weight off of our shoulders now. I know. I can go back and finally listen to all these albums without being, like, judged. Yeah, yeah. Or being, like, swaying my judgment anyway. Exactly. I'm excited. All right, guys. So that'll do it for us. uh, First episode of 2015. I hope you guys will join us throughout the uh, rest of the year. We are a weekly podcast. We hope you guys continue to listen to us. I know we got some new listeners, so please stick with us. Uh, coming forward that you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the skinny with Mike and Adam. If you want some more podcast goodness, go check out the melting pod.net. Check out our friends over at the dead Bedouins shit. Rick says with Rick Wellbanks and our friends over at generation Oddcast. and please subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you enjoyed the show or uh, any other episodes, uh, particularly our past three episodes, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That will definitely help us out. And, uh, Look for us, especially if you're in the Southern California area, look for us at some com- upcoming shows. And I maybe know. we might talk to you. We might talk to some other bands. I know we got that planned coming up. So we got a lot of cool things 25th. planned. And I uh, hope 2015 is going to be a great year for the Skinny with Mike and Adam. Me too. Me too. <laughs> We're hoping this time we can bring you guys some live uh, talking to the band stuff. <laughs> if we accidentally run into them at the bar in downtown Riverside. We're hoping. Know, we'll see how Mike's social anxiety does. I got a lot of social anxiety. But no. the, for now, let's go ahead and wrap up episode uh, 124 and 125. For my co-host, Adam, I am your co-host, Mike. See you Monday, suckers. Yeah.